0: And peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you and also with you let 's turn and greet one another We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church on this Pentecost Sunday morning, and especially if you 're visiting with us we 're so glad that you 're here today, and we want to welcome you there is in each one of the pews on the center aisle and a friendship pad it 's a black folder and we 'd love to have you take it and fill it out. let us know that you 're here with us today and then Pass it down the row so that other people can fill it out who are here with us today, too. There is an announcement sheet that is inside of your bulletin, our connections. We would like to welcome today our guest musician, Doug Smith. Great to have you with us today, Doug. Glad you could be here. Immediately after second service today, Jerry will be doing an information meeting for anyone who is interested in a trip to Israel with him next May, May 2017, that will be right after second service over in Tankersley Hall. And also you'll see that our Third Friday group will be meeting this Friday for a potluck to hear about recovery efforts after the earthquake in Haiti. It will be a great evening, and you're welcome to come. You don't have to be a member of Third Friday to come. Everyone is very welcome, but we do need you to sign up this morning out on the patio. And two weeks, two weeks, one week, one week from today. One week from tonight. Uh, Our choir and bells will be doing a wonderful concert. It is going to be a jazz and gospel concert a week from tonight. And just before it, there will be an ice cream social over in Tankersley Hall at 4 o'clock. So you can have ice cream and then come over and enjoy the wonderful music. Women's Bible study, a new one, is beginning this Wednesday with Judy Bell. They will be studying the book of James. And those books are available on the patio today if you'd like to be in that. And also the book talk group that will be discussed this summer is available for the first time today out on the patio, uh, the Nightingale. You can see that our children and youth are beginning to sign up also for our summer events. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord.
1: Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit, who came as a rushing wind, breathing life and hope into lifeless bones and cold hearts. We praise you for the comfort and guidance that your spirit has given the church throughout the ages. And we pray your spirit this morning will empower our worship and cause us to lift up our lives and entrust them to you, pointing and directing us to your son, Jesus Christ, to whom we give all the glory, honor, and praise. We ask this now in his name. Amen.
2: day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came the sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting.
0: Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. They're filled with new wine.
2: But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together.
3: Church, let us rise. Amen.
2: Psalmists call us to confession. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Which of you desires life and covets many days to enjoy good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and His ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against evildoers, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit.
3: O breath of life, come sweeping through us this day. Revive your church. Lord, the world is waiting. Come now, Holy Spirit, and search our heart.
2: Rest upon us, Holy Spirit. Amen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord rescues them from them all. He keeps all their bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil brings death to the wicked. And those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of His servants. None of those who take refuge in Him will be condemned. I I will bless bless the Lord Lord at at all times. times. His praise praise shall continually continually be in in my my mouth. My My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. In Jesus Christ we are forgiven and made alive by the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Thanks Thanks be be to God. Amen.
1: As we continue our study of 1 Peter, I want to encourage you to open up your Bibles to the third chapter of Peter. I'll be reading from verses 8 through 12. Hear now God's word to us. Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another a tender heart and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, but on the contrary, repay with a blessing. It is for this that you were called that you might inherit a blessing. For those who desire life and desire to see good days, let them keep their tongues from evil and their lips from speaking deceit. Let them turn away from evil and do good. Let them seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, on this Pentecost Sunday, we call upon your Spirit to breathe life into us to awaken our hearts and our minds to your word, that we would have a faith that is continuing to grow as we depend upon you for all things, as you work within us, as you continue the story that you have started within us. Bless us now through Christ, we pray. Amen. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. sharp, I will be on a plane, God willing, to Atlanta, Georgia. It's become a yearly tradition that my good friend John McCaig, who's a pastor, and I, we travel to a preaching conference put on by Luther Seminary each year. This year it's Atlanta, and last year one of the best was in Denver, Colorado. I say the best so far because one of the crowd favorites, the theologian Walter Brueggemann, preached a gloves-off sermon on the prodigal son. Now, when you're preaching to a group of pastors, they're waiting for it. They're looking for it. They want an awakening. And Walter Brueggemann knows exactly how to wake you up with God's Word and to encourage you to take God's Word out into the culture of the day. Now, most of us, we know the story of the prodigal son. The younger brother approaches the father asking for his inheritance. He travels to a foreign land to blow it on wine, women, and song. He runs out of money, and he finds himself in a slime pit with the job of feeding the pigs. The young man, we don't know how much time has gone by, finally comes to his senses, and he figures... At the very least, I could go home and be like one of my father's hired hands. Maybe even at the very least, I could be like a slave in his household. As he's walking back, his father sees him, and out of mercy and love, his father runs to him. He kisses him and embraces him. And just as the son confesses and says that he's not worthy, the father calls for the boy to be clothed in a robe, put sandals on his feet, put the family ring on his finger, and let's chop up, let's cook the fatted calf because we are going to celebrate. We're going to have a party today because what was lost is now found. Now, we know about the older brother, don't we? Can you believe it? He was filled with pride. And he took great offense at his father's love for the prodigal. He took great offense at his father for the mercy he showed to his son, to the man's brother. Now, after telling the story in a way that only Walter could do, he looked at us. And he raised his voice in that church and he said this When you lose touch with being the prodigal yourself, beware that you become like the older brother. In other words, he went on to say, You're just like everyone else in your congregation. You are like everyone else out there on the street. Every one of us has the same story. Every one of us has the same need. We all together need the undeserved mercy and love of God. So he said, what do you say you busy pastors just slow down once in a while? Why don't you listen to those people's stories and let the Spirit move you in love? The entire walk back, John and I, we discussed the implication of Walter's sermon. And once we got back to the hotel, mind you, we had been sitting for about 10 hours. And when you go back to the hotel, you know exactly what time it is. It is jacuzzi time. It's hot tub time up on the rooftop at the Hyatt there in Denver, Colorado. And lo and behold, there were about 15 people with the same exact idea. They were all attending various conferences in town, and they were from many different walks of life. Now, once we sat in the hot tub, you know, it takes you a little while, doesn't it, to kind of ease into the hot tub. There was this discussion that had been going on before we got there, and one of the men looked at the two of us and he said, welcome, we are going around and we're sharing where we're from, which conference we're attending, and what's the most pressing thing going on in our life right now? We figure we'll never see each other again, so don't hold back. (laughs) And maybe they had been drinking some of that new wine (laughs) Well, there was a woman from Chicago, a successful financial advisor who she said her husband had recently left her, and she broke down weeping. And there was a young man recently unemployed from Seattle hoping to become a real estate agent. And There was a young lady who said she just went to a conference so she could get away from her crappy job. And on and on it went as it went around Those stories, they included successes and failures and joys and suffering, and every single one of them, every single one of us had a hopeful dream. As they shared, I thought about Walter's sermon. Everyone, including myself, had a story. Every one of us around that circle had a need for the love and the mercy of God. It took about a half an hour until it was my turn And in the meantime, we had all been chiming in with comments and laughter. They knew John and I by name. And so it came to me and I said, My name is Steve. And John and I are here for a preaching conference. There was a long silence. (laughs) There was a big gasp mouths had dropped open then there was this huge burst of laughter and there were several sentence enhancers as i could call them and the young man from seattle looked at us and he said there is no way you guys are pastors there is no way <laughs> and i said well why is that he said because no pastor would have stayed in this hot tub and listened to our BS over the last hour without getting out and leaving with disgust. Hmm. The woman from Chicago said, so what made you guys stay? I said, well, we've got stories just like you, and hopefully you won't leave with disgust after you listen to ours. Everyone laughed, and we talked And we stayed there until the manager kicked us out about midnight. And you know, before the night was over, we had shared the gospel. We had shared our testimonies. People in that hot tub were asking us all kinds of questions about God and the reality of God. It was incredible. And then the man from Seattle said this, and it stayed in my mind since. You know, other than the Jesus part you're really not that different from us. (laughs) I've thought about that comment, and something about it is true, right? We all have something in common. We all have a story, a story that's not yet finished, and we all have a need for the love and the mercy of God. And yet, yet, once that love And that mercy of God enters into our lives. Something happens. It goes back to what Peter said in chapter 1, verse 3. He said this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By His great mercy, He has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He's telling us a transformation is taking place, one that has breathed into our life a newfound hope. And we know, don't we, that newfound hope didn't come into our lives by our own ingenuity, didn't come in by my strength or the movement of my will, came into my life because of God's Spirit's work upon my heart and my mind. The same Spirit who conceived the Son of God in the virgin womb of Mary, the same Spirit who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the same Spirit who birthed a church on Pentecost, the same Spirit that brought 3,000 people to faith that same day when Peter preached, is the same Spirit who took our hearts of stone, took these minds that were so preoccupied with other things, took our lives that were so... Filled with busyness and distractions, and birthed a newfound faith within us that drew us into a relationship with Jesus Christ, breathed mercy and love of God into us to give us a brand new chapter to our story. This is why Peter can call us. And I say us because I believe he's speaking to us as individuals. And as a church, it's why Peter can call us to live out what appears to be the impossible in this passage. Did you hear it? Listen to what he said. Have a unity of spirit. Be sympathetic. Love one another as brothers and sisters. Have a tender heart, a humble mind. Do not take revenge, but rather bless. Why? Because God has first blessed us. He can call us to this kind of life because the Spirit is within us moving us into the pattern of Jesus Christ. If you read this passage up next to the Gospels, you can see that every one of these characteristics was lived out perfectly by Jesus Christ 24-7 as the Holy Spirit moved Jesus each and every day even to the cross. And for what reason? Because Jesus loves us. Jesus cares about us. He wants for each and every one of us to be a part of his family, to call God our Father, to call Jesus our brother. And once we are in this family, we see each other in a different way. We're fellow brothers and sisters who have a common story together. We're drawn to love one another in a unique way. Now, think about this. You didn't choose to be in your biological family, did you? You didn't. I suppose if if your parents or your brother or sister were not in your family, I'll bet for the most part you might not be their friend, am I right? They have different interests and different outlooks, the things that make for friendships, and yet you love your family members. Well, we're supposed to. Some of them are pretty hard to love. You never know. They may gather around once in a while and say, you're pretty tough to love. Yet we, even more so, we're a church. And we're now brothers and sisters in Christ. We have been drawn together by the Spirit of God through our common faith and love for Jesus. And we know that we have our differences. And yet we recognize that we have been blessed by God and we have been called to bless one another in the name of Christ. That's the Spirit moving us each and every day to do that. Wednesday morning, as I was taking my walk, I was just kind of walking along and thinking about this passage. And as I was walking along the side there on Glenary, there was this man driving along. And without even seeing me, he made this huge U-turn, and he missed me by about three feet. My heart stopped. And I could tell right when he stopped in front of me, his heart stopped. And he got real tense, and he looked over at me, and he rolled down the window, and I could tell he knew what he did was wrong. And he looked at me, and he went, all right. And he said out of his window, all right, bring it. I deserve it. <laughs> and this passage is on my mind. I can only attribute the glory to the Holy Spirit because I said to myself, you know, I know what it's like to be in a hurry and do stupid things like that. So I looked back at him, and I said, hey, no worries, all good. And I smiled. His whole disposition changed. He calmed, let out that big breath. And he went away with a smile. Do you know who was blessed that day? We were both blessed that day, weren't we? After I preached last time, I was speaking about this church and, and us being these living stones and Christ being the cornerstone. And as these living stones gather together, the Spirit is breathed within us as we bring glory to God and love one another. And after that service, after the first service, I was over here at the stairway, and, and Rick Shoemaker walked up to me. And he said, Steve, this church has shown so much love for me and Kathy, especially over these last years. He said, did you know that my Bible study of men and deacons and members of this church bring us a hot meal every Tuesday and Thursday night? What a blessing as Kathy is going through this illness and this challenging time. He said, this church, this is where I experience the love of God. And I called him Friday afternoon and asked if I could share this story. We continue to talk about the way God's Spirit has moved us to love one another, to have mercy and grace for each other because Of the mercy and grace that Christ has given to us by his Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God is not finished with our story. Each and every day, bring in a new chapter of more love and mercy. Amen. Let us stand and affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed. Please join me. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to invite the ushers to come forward as we give of our tithes and offerings.
3: Oh, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Church, let's stand and sing that together.
2: Spirit, you move upon us, you created us in your own image, you breathed into us, into our nostrils the very breath of life and we became living persons. We know that the source of our life today is in you and you are the source of all of our giving, of, of our desire to give because you create the spirit of generosity within your people Now we ask you to bless our giving, empower it to build your kingdom, to bring hope and healing and love into many lives. We are all needy and we are so grateful for your love for us. It's in your son's name we pray your blessing upon this offering we bring this morning. In his name, amen. We worship the one triune God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the elements upon the table this morning bear witness to the gift of life, to the work of the Holy Spirit alive within our world, making us alive in Christ through the power of His Spirit. So we come to this table as people have for 2,000 years. But Jesus has promised that people will come from east and west and north and south and sit at table in the kingdom of God. So we come this morning with thanksgiving in our hearts. Let us pray.
0: Holy God, we do thank you. All your works, the heights and the depths, echo the heavenly music of your praise. In the beginning, your words summoned light. Night withdrew and creation dawned. You created in your image man and woman. You gave us breath and speech that all the living might find a voice to sing your praise and to celebrate the creation that you called good. So now with all the powers of heaven and earth, we join our hearts to praise you. When sin had scarred the world, we entered into, you entered into covenant to renew the whole creation. As a shepherd tenderly guides the flock, you embraced a people as your own and filled them with longing for a peace that would last and for a justice that would never fail. From them, you raised up Jesus, your son, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He healed the sick, though he himself would suffer. He offered life to sinners though death would hunt him down. But with a love stronger than death, he opened wide his arms and surrendered his spirit. Death could not bind him, for you raised him up and exalted him as Lord of all. (coughs) Loving God, show forth amongst us in this bread and cup the presence of your life-giving word and spirit to feed us through this sacrament. By your spirit, grant that all who share the body and blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, may in fact be one in him, and may remain faithful in love and hope. Even as we pray for the day when your kingdom comes in its fullness, saying, Our Father, Father, who art in in heaven, heaven,
3: hallowed hallowed be thy name.
0: Thy Thy kingdom kingdom come, come. thy Thy will will be done, done on on earth as it is in in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever.
1: Amen. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was
2: betrayed, took
1: bread. And when you give given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body given for you. Eat of this in remembrance of me.
2: Likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and said, This cup is the new covenant sealed in my blood. As often as you eat this bread and drink from this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We worship the Lord. Our ushers will bring you a row at a time, We invite you to come, take a piece of bread, dip it in the cup, commune, prayerfully return to your seats. Would our uh, elders please come and join us here as we prepare to serve the Lord's Supper?
3: Spirit, moving in my heart, Sing the verse. I verse. pray, upon the mountain, my Lord spoke, out of this mouth came fire and smoke, looked all around me, looked so fine, I asked the Lord, could it be mine? The train runs his tracks, runs to heaven, runs right back.
1: may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace that you may overflow with hope by the power of his holy spirit to the glory of jesus christ god bless you this week amen oh, every time i
3: feel the speed For I am sheltered in his care. Yes, the every time I feel the spirit.